Incredibles 2. I'm pretty excited. Now, now I know what you're thinking. Who's this guy walking on the stage? He's got a, ma I got a mask on. I can't tell who he is. Just, it is me. It's Riley. I thought, I th don't worry. It's me. I'm here. I'm here. But are we going to be looking? I'm really excited to start um, this season, uh, this series, week one of uh, the big picture series. I'm uh, excited for what it's all about. And we're going to be um, looking at the, the, we're going to be going through a few different movies. And what we've recognized is that movies come out of our culture. And now what's so great about, uh, about doing this is we can, we, they, they come out of our culture and we can see, uh, we, we resonate with movies because they, they're applicable to our everyday lives. And so what we want to do through this series is uh, look at, um, thanks Ben, let's give Ben a clap. Thanks Ben, I need, I need that, I don't like, I don't like carrying that. Uh, what we, what we, as we're looking at these movies, we're looking at how our faith and our, our faith and how culture intersect. What the Bible might say about what our culture says. Where, when we look at these stories, uh, we're looking at whether, uh, whether our, our faith, whether Scripture actually lines up, whether it affirms or it goes against what these stories are saying. And so when we're looking at these movies, we're not necessarily saying, Go watch them. We're not saying that these are good movies to watch, but we are just recognizing that they are popular movies. If you haven't seen any of these movies, uh, you will know somebody who has seen them. And so uh, that's what we're doing through this series. And we're going to have a whole lot of fun. I mean, Incredibles 2, it's pretty good. The kids have got the popcorn, got the masks on, which is, which is pretty great. Um, and... I did forget. If you, if we haven't, uh, if we haven't met already, my name's uh, Riley. I'm one of the team here. And uh, before we get into the word, I might pray for us. Lord, we thank you that we can gather together at the start of a year. Lord, we we pray that as we as we as we stop and we we come together and worship you and hear from your word this morning, God. We say, would you would you be here with us? Would you speak to us? Would you help us to, to start out this new year focused on you and who you would call to be, who call us to be in our lives? Um, so, Lord, we, uh, we pray, would you speak to us this morning? Would you be here? And all, all those who loved him said, amen. amen. Let's give it a bit of a better one. Let, what, all those who loved him said, amen. Yeah, come on. We've got to get up and about. we got Incredibles 2 this morning. And so I'm excited about this movie. This movie Incredibles 2, for me, it was a big deal to come out. So I watched Incredibles 1. It came out in 2004. And so they made us, we watched Incredibles 1. It was awesome. And then they made us wait like 14 years for the next one to come out. So it was a big deal for me. I watched it as a, um, uh, as a kid, showing that I'm, I'm quite young. I watched it as a kid. It was great. Um, and so what we're going to be looking at in the incredible story is how they carry attention. They, are super, they have superpowers. They're superheroes. But the world that they're living in has made Incredibles illegal. It's illegal to be um, a superhero. And so they're constantly carrying this tension from, I want to be a superhero and I want to live this incredible life, but I'm not allowed to. I want to be out fighting bad guys. I want to be fighting crime. Bob, he's, he's super strong. The dad, he's almost invincible. Ma, the mum, Helen, she's Elastigirl. She's pretty much a human lackey band. Uh, the daughter, Violet, she can go invisible and use force fields. Dash can run so fast that he can run on water. And Jack-Jack, my favorite character, uh, he's just awesome. We do find out he's got like a million powers and, and he's, he's pretty great. Um, but we look at this story, we see they're dreaming of going out and fighting bad guys. But what they have to do is they still have to live out a day-to-day. -day. They're still, they're, they still have to, the kids still have to go to school. 
Uh, they still have to parent their kids. Uh, they still have to do laundry. They do everything. And they want to live this incredible life of fighting bad guys, but they still have a day-to-day life that they have to live. And they carry this tension throughout the whole movie. And so what we're going to do is we're going to check out, uh, check out a little bit of uh, what that looks like in our family. So we're going to check out the, the first scene. Hello? Hey, honey. You weren't going to call me? Oh, uh, hey. No. I, I mean, yes, yeah. I, I just didn't want to wake you. The strangest thing just happened out in the yard. Sounds like I just woke you up. No, no. It's just Jack-Jack. You had an accident. I knew it. I'm coming home right now. I no, never should. No, no. No accident. Stay there and finish your mission. And you never should, should we, what? You don't think I can do this? I'm sorry. I misspoke. Do you need me to come back? No, 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 I, I've got this. Everything's great. What happened with Jack-Jack? Nothing. He's in excellent health. Well, that's good. <laughs> How was Violet's date? Uh... That was tonight, right? Oh, yes, good. All fine and good. And Jack-Jack went down with no trouble? Fine, yes, no trouble. And Dash got his homework done? All done. So things haven't spiraled out of control the moment I left? Amazing as it may seem, it has been quite uneventful, in fact. How about you? I saved a runaway train! <laughs> it was so great! The mayor was there to cut the ribbon on this new train. And, you know, ceremony the last really girl pursued the train and was able to successfully like activate the... Blah, blah, blah. He says a few words, cuts the ribbon, and the train starts pulling out of the station backwards. The track of its brand-new hover train... Hover train malfunctioned on... Thanking Elastigirl... ...into an almost... ...successfully... ...superhero Elastigirl... 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 Boom! No casualties! <laughs> Specialized motorbike saving all of the passengers. Police and city officials. I go after it. I'm telling you, honey, it was a saga. That's fantastic, honey. And on your first night, I am so proud of you. Really. I'm proud of you, honey. I know you want to get out there, and you will soon. And you'll be amazing. I couldn't have done this if you hadn't taken over so well. Thanks for handling everything. Yes, nothing. <sighs> I love you, honey. I'll be back soon. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams, honey. There we go. We see Mr. Incredible. He's at home. He's doing all the fun stuff. He's, he's doing math with his son. He's, he's screwed up his date for his daughter. He's, the baby's going crazy. He's, he's living out the day-to-day. And uh, his, Mrs. Incredible, she is out just living their dream. They're dreaming about being superheroes, and she's out there doing it. She's, she's got some missions, and she's so excited about it, and he's just home living, uh, living the day-to-day. For so many of us, we often think that to live an incredible life, it involves this massive big thing. It involves, you know, whether it's work, whether it's in our families, whether it's like a finance thing. But for so many of us, we think to live an incredible life, it involves the big things. It involves a big adventure or it involves something, something spectacular. But what I've come to learn and what I've come to, to, come to know is that the truth is we have incredible lives to live in our day-to-day. Life can often be, feel mundane. Life can feel like a struggle. Life can feel like you're just churning over. But the truth is, I've come to learn and believe that we can actually live incredible lives in our day-to-day, in our everyday. So what does it look like to live incredible lives amongst our day-to-day? We're going to look at a letter that Paul writes to the church in Ephesus. Uh, And as he's writing this letter, the whole overarching theme 
of it is he's saying, uh, he, he's talking about how to live out our purpose as the church. And we're going to jump into chapter 5 to start. And in chapter 5 and 6, he's got this overarching theme of uh, these two chapters where he's talking about imitating God in everything we do. In every area of our life, in every moment, everything that we try to do, we imitate it, uh, we imitate it uh, and we try to imitate God to be like God in everything. Not to be God, to, to, to strive to be like God in each situation. And so that gives us a bit of a theme and a bit of a picture. Um, and we're going to jump in Ephesians 5.21 as we look at how can we live an incredible life in our day-to-day. It says this, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. He's saying because of who Jesus is, because of what he did for us, because of what our devotion, our devotion to Christ, because of who, because uh, he came in, the, the gap that was bridged when Jesus came to this earth, we should admit, submit to one another in our relationships. Paul is saying that because of who Jesus is, we must live with incredible selflessness towards each other. To live selfless lives with the people that we encounter in our day-to-day. So how do we live out uh, incredible selflessness? It's understanding that we see another person's needs and putting that above our own and saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sacrifice myself to actually put this thing above my, my, my own desires. And now one one thing that truly is remarkable to me that I've seen it, I've seen some true selflessness uh, in my dad. He does this thing where he eats like a Cornetto ice cream, you know, Cornetto or a drumstick, and, and you get to the bottom and there's just, there's the chocolate bit at the bottom. So what my dad does is he goes and he eats the chocolate, he eats the ice cream and gets to that chocolate bit. And here's where the selfless part comes in. He takes the chocolate bit and he gives it to my mum. Man, if I've ever seen a selfless moment in my entire life, that's the best bit. But it is, it's seeing somebody else's need, it's seeing, seeing, seeing others and saying, I want to actually put your needs above my own. It's being patient with one another. It's our changing our perspective from going, what's the best for me? Or what can I get from you? Or how can I get something from you? What's going to be best for me to, how can I best serve? How can I best love? How can I best bless and encourage you? In our relationships with everyone that we meet, it's switching the mindset from going, what can I get to what can I give? Even if it means not getting what I want. After all, what's a, what's a, superhero's, what's a superhero's job? They go out and they risk their lives for others. Not to say that we should all go out and start fighting bad guys, um, because I feel like I, I wouldn't live very long if I was trying to do that. But what, they, what, they, what a hero sees and what a hero recognizes is that I, I, there's a need, there is a calling greater than myself. And so therefore, I'm going to put my own desires aside, and I'm actually going to serve and protect. How do we live with incredible selflessness? We, 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 switch, we switch to going, I want to bless others. Paul continues to write, in our, in our day-to-day lives, he talks about, uh, talks about incredible marriages. How, how can we have an incredible marriage in our day-to-day? He says this in verse 22. Wives, submit to your husbands as you do the Lord. 
For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, also wives should submit to their husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Now, Paul's day, uh, his, his context of the day that he lives in, uh, talks about men, the men being the head, of, he, the head of the home. But what Paul's really writing in this as he, as he unpacks it, he's talking about having an incredible selflessness in our marriage. He's talking about a mutual submission with one another. He's teaching us that in our marriages, in our partnerships, you know, it, it, sometimes it can feel like a, a day-to-day thing. You, you might not be getting along. But what he's saying is to be selflessly loving with one another. To put our own agendas aside of what our life might look like and say, and choose to live and love our partner as Christ loved the church. How did Christ love the church? Church being his people, God's people. Christ loved the church by laying his life down for us. So therefore, that would mean as we, if we have selfless lives, if we live selflessly in our marriage, we should be laying our life down for our partner. We should be allowing Christ's selflessness to shape our self, selflessness in our marriage. Laying our lives aside for our partner. Now, Mr. Incredible, he, uh, he goes through a bit of a, a wrestle with this one. And he struggles with it just a little bit. Um, so I'm going to check out how, how he goes with being selfless. What do you mean you don't know? A few hours ago, you were saying it was over and being a superhero was a fantasy. Now you get the offer of a lifetime and you don't know? It's not that simple, Bob. I want to protect the kids. So do I. From jail, Bob. And how do you do that? By turning down a chance to change the law that forces them to hide what they are? They haven't decided what they are. They're still kids. Kids with powers, which makes them supers, whether they decide to use those powers or not. This will benefit them. Look, it's not a good time to be away. Dash is having trouble with homework. Vi is worried about her first date with that boy she likes, Tony. And Jack-Jack. Jack-Jack? What's wrong with him? Okay, nothing's wrong with Jack-Jack. But even a normal baby needs a lot of attention. I'm just not sure I can leave. Of course you can leave. You've got to. So that I, we can be supers again, so our kids can have that choice. (laughs) So you can have that choice. All right, yes. So I can have that choice. And I would do a great job, regardless of what Devers pie charts say or whatever. But they want you. And you'll... Do a great job, too. That was excruciating to watch. <laughs> there we go, Mr. Incredible. He's going through a bit of a wrestle here. His, his, his wife's been given the, the chance to go and live their dream, and he kind of he starts out selfishly saying, you need to go do this. Go do it so that I, me, we can, can be supers again. And he makes this transition over the, that scene to go from selfish to selfless. He's recognizing that he needs to put his wife above his own desires and say, you go live your dream. I'll look after the kids. That's how we should be loving in our marriage. That's how we should be sacrificing as we would say, no, I want to put you first. I want to put you above myself and transition from selfish to selfless. Because the natural inclination to, would be to be selfish. I know that, that even for myself. So we need a, a, that conscious decision to go, yes, I want to be selfless. 
See, after all, we don't get married so that we can get something out of that person. We don't get married so that we can, you know, fill, fill a desire or anything like that. We get married so that we get to partner with that person and do all we can to love them. So as we think about having an incredible marriage, we've got to recognize that that incredible marriage takes an incredible selflessness. So let's have incredible marriages. Now, Paul writes to the kids and the parents in the house as well, talks about uh, in our family life. We're going to jump into the next chapter, Ephesians 6, 1 to 4. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Kids, are you listening? Come on. The parents in the house are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're able to stop there. That's it. That's the message. Kids, listen to your parents. Come on. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. Now, my dad used to quote this one to me, and I, I quickly realized that it was more of a death threat than a quoting of Scripture. I brought you into this world. I'd take you out of it. That, that would come next. And I would say back, I'd say, fathers, don't exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. And I, I wish I was witty enough to do that. But fathers, don't exasperate your parents. Don't exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. Now, my beautiful wife, Tay-Tay, uh, she is 32 weeks pregnant. So I've got parenting figured out. I, know, I, I just I, I know it all. I know it all. You know, they talk about terrible twos. I got that figured out. I, teenage years, pfft, easy. I am joking, but as I, as I share about this, as, as we talk about incredible families, I look at this and I read the, these, this, this um, passage with a lot of aspiration for my own parenting. And so I think there's a lot in here that can encourage us. And so how do we have incredible families in our day-to-day? Paul's writing here and he talks about an honor and a respect that goes both ways. It goes from parents to kids and in return. So kids, we need to to love our parents. We need to honor them. We need to listen to what they teach us, listen to what they tell us, even when we don't know why. Because kids, the truth is parents, they love you so much. And all they want for you is the best thing. And so when your parents are talking to you, the, the best thing is to do is to listen, to take that and let that teach you stuff. Parents, as we're teaching and raising our kids, we need to love them and not provoke them when they get it wrong. Not provoke them. This is something that I, I've felt that uh, I, I've been blessed with in, with my parents, that even when I screwed up, even when I did dumb things, even when I messed up, they still loved me through it all. We need to love our kids. We need to lay our lives down for our kids and love them no matter what, no matter as we're teaching them, no matter how might, they might screw up. We need to love them. We need to give them selfless patience, even when it's hard. I have a little brother, and I can imagine how it can be hard uh, with little kids. He's a lot younger than me. See, grace and love overcomes the frustrations that we might have. Grace and love in our parenting, in our families, overcomes the frustrations that we might face. Our family are our closest people, the people that we love the most, but also the people that we can be frustrated at the most. I mean, we just said we just had Christmas, am I right? We're going to check out Mr. Incredible has some, has some parenting blunders, um, and, and he, we're going to see how he goes with his parenting skills. Hey, bro. Hey. 
Where's Jack-Jack? He's taking it for a little bit. Edna is babysitting. Yeah. And you're okay with this? Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah. I wanted to say something to you. Sorry about Tony. I didn't think about Dicker erasing his memory or about you having to pay the price for a choice you never made. It's not fair, I know. And then I made it worse at the restaurant by trying to, anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm used to knowing what the right thing to do is, but now I'm not sure anymore. I just want to be a good dad. You're not good. You're super. No, oh, that's pretty cute, isn't it? We see here Mr. Incredible, he's, he's got a genuine struggle and a genuine wrestle as he's recognized that he's screwed up. He made mistakes in his parenting. He, he didn't get it right. He didn't do everything that he wanted to do for his kids. And he's just sitting there going, I just want to be a good dad. See, the truth is, in, in all of these things, as we strive to be incredible, as we strive to imitate God in our everyday, we will make mistakes. But what can be so powerful, what often is the most powerful thing to honor and respect our family and the people around us is to apologize. That can be one of the most powerful ways that we can respect and honor. Edna, out of the movie, one of my favorite characters, little lady does the costumes for everyone. She, she said the line, she says this um, to Mr. Incredible. She says, done properly, parenting is heroic work. See, as parents, as family members, in, in our day-to-day and everything, we won't get this right. We won't be perfect at it. But, This is a goal, and this is something that we can strive towards to have incredible families. This is something that we can and we can put a point on and say, "This is what I'm going for. This is what I'm striving for." I'm going to invite the band up now. So, what does it look like to live incredible lives in our day to day? It takes incredible selflessness with one another. It takes. It takes incredible uh, uh, selflessness and, and, and submission with our partners. It takes incredible love and laying our lives down for our families. So what do, what do our days look like? You might be at home. You might, uh, you might be a stay-at-home parent. You might be in the workplace. You might be at school. Whatever it might be for you, whatever your day-to-day looks like, we can all strive for incredible lives. When we imitate God, when uh, Paul's writing, he talks about imitating God. When we imitate God in anything, it can become something incredible. When we imitate God in our parenting, it can become something incredible. When we imitate God in our relationships, it can become something incredible. See, when we live like this, when we strive for this, it seems, it kind of seems a little bit counterintuitive. You would think, man, if I, all right, now I live selflessly, 
I mean, I, don't, I won't get anything that I want. If I live selflessly, it's going to be hard. If I live selflessly, it's going to be a struggle. But when we live selflessly, what that does is that actually gives room and creates an incredible joy in our life. I was at a wedding last night and you look around and you see this family that are all together, that are just so wrapped up in love for one another and you just see this incredible joy as they come together. When we're selfless, when we live this out, when we strive for this, it creates room for incredible joy. So my encouragement and my challenge for us I'm speaking, uh, I feel like I'm speaking as much to myself as, as all of us here today, is let's live incredible lives in our day-to-day. When it feels hard, when it feels mundane, when it feels like it's not easy, let's strive to live incredible lives every day. We're going to sing a song in the moment. It's, uh, uh, oh, come to the altar. As we recognize we want to live incredible lives, this is where we want to go. This is what we want to do. We want to live out this selfless life that God is calling us to live, there is, there is, we can't do that on our own. We can't do that in our own strength. And so as we sing this song, I come to the altar, I encourage you, let's, let's stop and reflect on it in a moment and just say, God, I'm coming to you. I know that I don't fully make it and I never will fully quite get to where you're calling me to be in, in selflessness, but God, I'm coming to you. Would you help me to live this incredible life in my day-to-day. I'm going to pray and I'm going to sing. Lord, we thank you as we, as we reflect on what it means to live incredible lives amongst our day-to-day, incredible lives in our everyday. God, we pray, would you, would you just show us the areas that we need to, to be a little bit more selfless? Show us the areas where we need to to, to love one another, where we need to lay our lives aside, where we need to put our own agendas aside and and put others first. God, would you show us how we can live incredible lives when it feels like a day-to-day mundane task? Can you show us how incredible that can be when we put you first in all of it and we're led by you in all of it? We thank you, Jesus. Praise you. I invite you to stand now. Let's sing. Oh, come to the altar.